Pastor Chris's podcast. Good morning, everyone. A couple weeks ago, Pastor Chris asked if I would like to speak for Mother's Day. And um, at first, I wanted to be like, I don't feel very qualified. I've only been doing this for like 14 months. But um, after some prayerful consideration, I obliged. And I'm very, very um, honored to be here to speak with you today for Mother's Day. The scripture that I want to read to you today comes from 1 Corinthians 15, 51, and it says, But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will all not sleep, but we all will be changed. And if that doesn't sum up motherhood, I don't know what else does. So when you're reading the Bible, there are many beautiful examples of motherhood that grace the pages throughout the entire stories from Sarah to Naomi to Rebecca to Rachel and many, many others. However, even with the pivotal women of the Old and New Testament to guide us, there is nothing quite as overwhelming and life-changing as becoming a mom. You think you know, and you think the whole nine-month gestation period is plenty of time to get ready. But in reality, there are a few things, well, if anything, that can really prepare you for the complete identity shift and world change that is becoming a mom. When I was pregnant... I read all the books, I asked all the questions, and I studied like I always had with any other thing I was facing in my life. I took on pregnancy, honestly, like an opponent, and I did the scouting report, I watched the films, I, you know, prepared myself for victory. But what I didn't realize that in all my preparations, I was focusing all of my attention on really the easier of the two challenges that lay ahead of me. I was so focused on having a baby that I kind of forgot about the raising a baby part, and really the second one is the most important part and the one that lasts much longer, hopefully. (laughs) It can take weeks, months, years to become pregnant, but going from a woman to a mother happens in a split second. And man, in that euphoric, glorious, sweaty, exhaustingly emotional and joyful moment, You are tossed into this abyss of change and unknown that you have no clue how to navigate. There were and still are so many times in the middle of the day, in the early hours of the morning, in the dark of the night, that you breathe a whisper or sometimes scream out to God for some advice and guidance. And I feel like one of my most used prayers in the past, well, year and a couple months has been, God, please help me do this right. So naturally, when Chris asked me if I would speak about being a mother, I turned to uh, what I know. Um, I googled God's advice for moms because if Google doesn't know, how else am I supposed to know? Honestly, the results were somewhat disappointing. Uh, Maybe it was the lack of sleep, um, but what I really wanted was a Lord's Prayer type list of do's and don'ts from God himself to speak to me as to how I'm supposed to mother. And that's not what I got. What I got was a bunch of jumbled articles and like random scripture attachments to these self-help things. And I'm like, this scripture isn't even taken in context. How does this even make sense? So I turned to the next logical advice outlet, Facebook. After three or four days of filtering through the little golden nuggets of information from veterans and new moms alike, I posed the question to my Facebook friends, what would you advise to first-time moms? And as I'm filtering through these wonderful pieces of advice, I began to notice a theme. While I was definitely in a better, more confident place at this point in my motherhood journey, aka like three weeks ago, um, 
I couldn't help but remember the times when I was sitting in my messy living room wearing the same clothes from two, maybe three or four days prior with unrecognizable things in my hair and nothing but exhaustion and pure adrenaline that was pushing me forward. And I realized that in that moment, I was Mary. Sweet, sweet Mary. And they say that there are no two pregnancies alike. And her time and experience with motherhood was really like no other. And, in, and just like in Sunday school, I realized that the answer to the question that I asked was Jesus. But I found that the answer to all of my fears, doubts, and questions came through Jesus. And specifically, the one who Jesus called mother. In examining Mary's life and through the advice of my many Facebook friends, thanks guys, I discovered what I think to be is God's advice to first-time moms. But in retrospect, this is really advice to all moms and really all people anywhere who, who are tasked with loving someone else. And who needs Google when you have the Bible and good friends anyway? So, the first piece of advice that God spoke to me was, perfection is not priority. We all know the story of Mary leaving Jesus at the temple. And to me, honestly, it's really comforting to know that another mom forgot the, you know, miraculously, immaculately conceived son of God in a crowded place in town and, you know. So it's really not that big of a deal if I forget to put pants on Jack or whatever or forget his shoes or his socks don't match. It's really not that big of a deal. But in all seriousness, God does not advise us to be a perfect mom. And hallelujah to that because I would be failing miserably. <laughs> we don't have to have all the answers because we serve a God who is perfect and knows the answers before we even ask. Our babies are not keeping little scorecards with tallies of all the times we got it right and all the times we got it wrong and they're hiding it under our crib mattresses, you know, just waiting to show it to us. And there is no point system in motherhood and there is really no recognition for the late night feedings, the blowout cleanups and so on and so forth. But what we can take heart in is that God recognizes and watches every second of the day and we can take comfort in knowing that we are doing the Lord's work through motherhood even when it's dirty. The world today is so consumed with efficiency and productivity. Everyone wants to get ahead and you need to make everything look easy. Don't look like you're trying too hard. Well, parenting is hard, y'all. And motherhood is an entirely different animal that I was not ready for. And again, I thought I was ready. I did all the work. I did all the studying. But the problem of perfection rears itself when we buy into this 21st century mantra that we are enough. While, yes, that sounds so empowering and inspiring, it's just not true. Y'all, when we try to feebly rely on our own power, we are letting go of God's power through us. Our inadequacy highlights the adequacy and abundance of Christ, and recognizing our reliance on him parks us in the state of humility and grace that was written all over Mary's face when she ran back to the temple frustrated and afraid. But what she saw in the midst of her panic was a gracious God who reminded her that when Christ is our enoughness, our children are left exactly where they need to be. So mama, you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to do this on your own because in Christ, you are enough. The second piece of advice that God spoke to me was that commitment to Christ is a commitment to your child. 
Pope Pius IX once stated that God has committed to Mary the treasury of all good things in order that everyone may know that through her are obtained every hope, every grace, and a glimpse of our salvation. And one of the most noble things about Mary was how in every moment of the New Testament that is included with her, it points back to Jesus. And in pointing back to Jesus, she is practicing and obeying the will of God. Her commitment to God's divine plan and purpose was the arrow in her compass, guiding her each step of the way. Every moment of her life, from her song in Luke 1, 46 through 55, to the encounter at the temple, to the intervening at the wedding, lead us back to Jesus, his mission, and ultimately our salvation. It was Mary who sang the praises of being chosen to bear the burden of God's Son. It was Mary who treasured and listened to the words of promise spoken by little boy Jesus. And it was Mary who had the willingness and confidence to act, which resulted in Jesus performing the miracle at the wedding in Cana. Her life was a witness to the glory of the Son, and she raised her child to cling to, to praise, and obey God's will. And through Mary's example, God advises us on how to prepare our children for the future, not to prepare the future for our child. But we are told to continuously live to point others toward Christ, and ultimately our children should follow. Mary's commitment to God shaped Jesus into the man he became, and our commitment is no less important. While being a mother may not be your only job, it is the most noble and honorable job that God has blessed you with. It is not our job to be perfect, and it is not our job to ensure that our children are, lead, are going towards Christ, but it is our job to reflect him in every moment of our lives. And our faithfulness and obedience are absorbed into our children. And Mary shows us the importance of living by that example. After all, our lives, words, and actions are the first Bible that our babies ever read. The last piece of advice that God showed or gave to me was probably the hardest one for me to grasp. And to me, he's telling us as moms, it is our job to love them, to let them go. We've all heard the sayings that the days are long, but the years are short. Don't blink. Hold them while you can, and you're going to miss this and every other country song out there. But in hearing all of that so many times, it doesn't hit you until you're on this day, memories pop up from the past year, and you see the tiny, squishy, little, round-faced baby that you're holding, and you, like, start to cry as you're sitting in their room, and they're playing by themselves, and it's just embarrassing. But you don't realize that time is a thief until the moments are already gone. So much of this life is looking ahead, especially if you're like me and are obsessed with plans and schedules and structure. And when I constantly look ahead, I... I'm, I'm so focused on seeing what's next, I neglect to appreciate the moments of the now. In my early months of motherhood, my mom got me a book called Let Me Hold You Longer by Karen Kingsbury. And if you've never read it, I highly suggest it. Um, I highly recommend it, but you better get tissues because it'll get you. Trust me. <laughs> um, one of my favorite lines from the book says, I look ahead and dream of days that haven't come to pass, but as I do, I sometimes miss today's most precious lasts. And in reading this bedtime story as I rocked my 26-pound little baby, <laughs> little, I couldn't help but again think of Mary. We have these hopes and dreams of what our babies will become, and every day we teach and love and discipline and nurture and prepare them to take their place in the world. And what I've learned is that in every moment of joy, 
in every moment of pain and difficulty and love, we are ultimately raising our, our babies to leave us. These precious little miracles from God are just that. They're God's. And they, as we all are, if we are raised in a Christ-like manner, are born to do his will. He has entrusted us with the task of preparing them to fulfill their calling according to his divine plan. And Mary is the most painfully beautiful example of holding on to and loving her baby only to let him go. When I was younger, I was so confused about the whole Christmas and Easter thing. How could a baby born in December, like three months later, be a full-on man and carry like a big old tree down the road and like make people so mad that they wanted him to die? I was so confused. <laughs> and obviously, my mom, thank you, corrected me in my simplistic thinking and understanding of the gospel story. And she explained to me that these magnificent events happened in different years. Duh. Much longer apart. But now that I have the perspective of motherhood, I wonder if sweet Mary felt the way that I felt. It, was, it didn't feel like years to her. It maybe felt like months. She knew the purpose of her son, and she knew the will of God. And still, she stayed true to his divine plan and pointed Jesus to God every day of his life. Every element of Mary was directed to the cross, even when she knew her son would become it. And every moment with her, Jesus was so precious because she knew it would not last. And even in the final moment, there she was, loving him while she let him go. And she stood at the foot of the cross. She accepted her son's testament of love. She knew it, he was not at fault. And you know how you, how you are when it's not your baby's fault and they get blamed for something, right? And even in the midst of the pain of watching her lose her little boy, her faith in God prepared her for that moment. Her life was a witness to the glory of her son, and even though it was hard, excruciatingly hard, she knew that he was prepared. Mary's example shows us God's advice to mothers. Live your life and guide the lives of your children so when the moment comes, whenever that may be and whatever circumstance it may come with, their faith will make them prepared. Mary loved her Jesus so much she knew she had to let him go, and she did so gracefully. And in some way, each of us will get to that point. The time we have in the grand scheme of things is so short, and while we never know when the final moments are, we have solace in the truth that the keeper of all moments holds us with an unfailing, unyielding, and undeniable love. And we may never know why God chose Mary to be Jesus' mother, and we may never know why God chose us to be our baby's mothers. But I do know that through Mary's example, I see little by little the ways that God has prepared for us a roadmap, or my Lord's Prayer list, if you will, of advice as we travel down the road of motherhood. And through Mary's example, we can cling to God's promise of hope and realize that as mothers, God has entrusted us with the noble task of raising and preparing the ones who will work to fulfill his divine plan, even if it requires us to eventually let them go. So, on this Mother's Day, may we find a little bit of Mary in ourselves and take to heart the fact that while this world is dark and full of so many unknowns, and while we might be scared for where our babies might become or who they might become, we can hold on to the fact that our God has overcome the world. And our babies, when we point them to him, are doing exactly what he wants them to do.
Yeah. 